Welcome to How Do You Write? I'm your host, Rachel Heron. On this podcast, I talk to authors about how they write, what their process is, and how their lives fit together. I'll keep each episode short so you can get back to writing. Well, hello, writers. Welcome to episode number 192 of How Do You Write? I'm Rachel Heron. So thrilled that you're here today. Today we're talking to the fantastic KJ Delantonia, and um, she's just one of those people that I fell in love with as soon as we were introduced. I'd already enjoyed one of her viral essays, um, uh, which you probably also read too. And she talks about uh, dissecting other people's work to figure out how it works. Also, she's just a bundle of joy and energy, and um, it was a challenge not to want to talk to her for hours. So I know that you're going to enjoy the interview that is coming up. What is going on around here? Um, In the biggest news of all, I've really been enjoying cutting my flowers from my flower garden. And uh, today, actually, I'm working on a Patreon essay about compost (laughs) and about learning (laughs) that I could compost those post-it notes that I do all of my decisions about writing on. And about, I'm just thinking a lot about the fact that right now above me on my desk, there is a vase of flowers that I grew from scratch. And it feels almost as satisfying as writing a book, I swear. And I'm really loving that. I turned in my book, um, the last, the fourth revision to my editor on Monday. I guess that's actually the biggest news. Turned that in. I spent all of, I guess it was Saturday, Sunday, and some of Monday uh, reading the book on my wife's iPad. And that was the first time I've used an iPad to read the book. And it was so great, so revelatory that I got an iPad, uh, the, the cheap small one. Um, but being able to look at the PDF that I made look like a book on the iPad and being able to use the pencil to write all my comments and notes, it was astonishing how many terrible sentences were still in the book that had gone through now three revisions. And yes, this was the time where I was trying to make all the language the best it could be. This was the time. Uh, but I still ran into my favorite sentence that I ran into was, uh, she jumped, she, she jumped back, but not in time. And I don't write science fiction. I don't write time travel. That was just a bad sentence. So, uh, that took a couple days and it was so, 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 so much fun that it's just like I say all the time, that is my favorite place to be. However, I am looking forward to first drafting something soon. Um, I have more revision to do on the collection of essays that I'm revising, but I'm itching. I'm kind of getting the itch. I need to be in a new book. So powering through a bunch of smaller projects that I need to get done and off the Hey, off off of my desk, spending time in the garden, um, feeling grateful that I don't have COVID, that no one does, and I hope that you do not also. Um, let's see, over in uh, business stuff, I just need to thank new patrons, Thomas J. Langer, and Josh Kylan, and Patrick Martinez, just a bumper crock prop of men this time. Um, and thank you guys. Uh, Josh and Thomas are at the mini coach level, so they get to use me as their mini coach. And Nitty, the online knitting magazine. Um, I'm actually a patron of them. I just love Nitty. So if you've never been to Nitty.com, you should go there. Years and years of free 
knitting patterns, articles, stuff to do, uh, stuff to learn. It's fantastic. So thank you, Nitty, for supporting me. I appreciate it. And what else? I think I've just been having a, a nice time thinking about what I love and doing what I love. I have been very much into reading every night um, in my never-ending quest to get better sleep. I have really learned that if I don't look at a screen two hours before I go to bed, it was an hour, now it's two hours. If I don't look at a screen two hours before I go to bed and just read, boy, do I sleep better. So I've just been blowing through books. Um, and I know I've mentioned this before, but I'll mention it again. I only read books that I love. I was reading a book that everybody else loves. It actually, I believe, won a National Book Award last year, 2019, I think. And I got 75% of the way through it last week thinking, I will have to love it. Everyone else loves it. And then at 76%, I went, screw this. This is much farther than I usually get if I'm not loving something. Usually I only get 20 pages. And if I'm not loving something, I will quit. This one, though, I was reading with a friend and she wanted to read it. So um, no, I quit. You don't have to finish books. There are so many incredible books out there that want to be read, that you want to read. Only read the books. Here's my rule. Only read the books that you think about watching TV, Netflix, the best series on TV that you're super into right now. Only read the book that will pull you away from that. Read the books that are so good, you don't want to do the binging of television or whatever it is that you um, want to indulge in less. Read the book that pulls you off of Facebook, that pulls you off of Twitter. There are millions of incredible books that we will never have time to read all of them. We should only be reading the books that we cannot put down, that we can't wait to get back to. So I've been doing a lot of that and that really um, helps my life in all the ways. Plus, as writers, we get to say very smugly, to the people around us. Don't, I'm sorry, don't bug me. I'm, I'm doing work. I'm working here. Can't you see? I'm reading. This is my work. This is how we learn, which is something that KJ and I talk about in the interview that will follow right now. I hope that you enjoy it as much as I did talking to her. And also in my ever hopes, I hope that you're getting some work done. You're getting some really, truly, tragically terrible words on the page that you would be embarrassed if anybody ever saw because those are the words we all put on the page in a first draft, no matter how many books you've written. That is normal. You can fix it later. Be really proud of what you're doing. And come tell me about it somewhere. Go over to howdoyouwrite.net or find me at rachelhair.com. Send me an email. Tell me how you're doing. I really love hearing from you. Okay, my friends. We'll talk soon. Hey, is resistance keeping you from writing? Are you looking for an actual writing community in which you can make goals and be held accountable for them? Join Rachel Says Write, a twice-weekly, two-hour writing session on Zoom. You can bop in and out of the writing room as your schedule needs, but for just $39 a month, you can write up to four hours a week with our wonderful little community in which you'll actually get to know your writing peers. We write from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. on Tuesdays and 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. on Thursdays, and that's U.S. Pacific Standard Time. Go to rachelherron.com slash write to find out more. Well, I could not be more pleased today to welcome to the show KJ Delantonia. Hello, KJ. Hello. I am so happy to be here. I listen to every episode. I, I already know my answers to all the questions. <laughs> I hardly even need you. 
it's funny sometimes you'll notice you'll know that when people haven't actually read the questions because i'll stump them and i'm like dude yes. i sent like, you the questions uh, they were right there a craft tip i don't know that's the one they ha i have stumped people on before but i won't stump you <laughs> no you won't i'm intro. ready i'm totally ready you know so i do my own podcast and we had a guest recently we had susan wiggs oh i like, love you know, her okay so have her on you could just you could go out for coffee she was <laughs> hysterical she didn't need us in any way shape or form she was a great I gift and she had or she was a great um guest and she had this great thing that she's her craft tip would be that she finds her character's wish song like in a disney movie that's so what is my isn't it awesome? I that's know. That's a I'm, great craft tip. Yeah, Thanks. I think that's brilliant. So there's a bonus craft tip from Susan Wiggs, who totally she just we couldn't we didn't even need to be there. She just I love her. she is she's the very first person who blurbed my first book 25 wow. books ago, and it was a cold call. I emailed her because we that's were cops, impressive, and I said I don't have a book out. Would you consider blurbing this? She read it and she. She said she loved it and she gave me an amazing blurb. And I was like, so this generous. woman is so big and so famous. And so she didn't need to do that. So for me, she will always be that person who was the first person to say yes. You That's know? really nice. So, but let's talk about you. Let me give you your, okay. your yes. intro because you are the important person right now. Uh, KJ Delantonia is the author of the viral New York Times essay, Why I Didn't Answer Your Email, which I had read. Uh, before we even met. Uh, the former editor of the Times Motherload blog, the co-host of the Hashtag M Writing podcast, and the author of the book, How to Be a Happier Parent. Her debut novel, The Chicken Sisters, is a timely, humorous exploration of the same themes she focuses on in her journalism. The importance of finding joy in our families, the challenge of figuring out what makes us happy, and the need to value the people in front of us more than the ones in our phones and laptops every single time. I find that so beautiful. Um, and thank you. I, I wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> I always have to remember that the people around me are more important than the people I'm making too. Right. Uh, yeah. I tend to get pretty invested in my characters and not be able to leave my computer or be always thinking shows people know yes. when they're not the focus. Yes. Or when you're just grumpy because something is happening in your writing that has nothing, like there's no reason in your world to be unhappy, but like your character, either A, your character is having a frustrating experience or B, your character is being super frustrating by like not, yeah, or your story is. Yeah. Or all of the above. Or all exactly. of those That's things. That's actually Absolutely. how I have felt today. So that book, um, The Chicken Sisters is coming out in December. Is that right? December 1st. Oh, yep. that's so exciting. Yeah. It. That's my kind of book. a great gift for your sister. <laughs> Give it to both All of my sisters. sisters. Yeah. I have too. Um, okay, so let's talk about you because you are one of those people who does everything and is everywhere and knows everybody. We know each other through the amazing Jenny Nash. The amazing Jenny us. Nash. She, that was such a great interview. Um, and she's just so delightful. And I knew that you were as soon as we connected. And I deep dove into your backlist and realized, oh, I remember that essay that went viral. <laughs> I loved that thing. But talk to me about your process. When and where and how do you get your writing done? And please include like how that has changed nowadays. Oh my gosh, how it has changed <laughs> nowadays. So, um, so I live in rural New Hampshire with uh, four kids at home. One's off to college next year. Um, and three dogs and two cats and too many ponies and 18 full-size horses that I don't have to take care of because somebody else lives uh, here too and takes care of them. Wow. Um, 
Yeah, I know. So, so crazy. Uh, so what I typically like my normal process is that I get up, um, I, I exercise cause, cause I do, um, this is like a new thing that I've really beaten into my routine. I'm super proud of it. So oh, I get up great. and I work out and then I deal with like my family kind of stuff. Um, getting, if, if I need to drive people to school, which I frequently do because there's no bus from where we live because it's rural. Um, I, you know, I, I do that. If I need to just sort of help people sort out their lives and get them, then I do that. What time uh, do you get up to, to get your workout in before you start doing all that stuff? Six, six fifteen. It's not okay. that bad. Yeah. 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 And, um, so usually I am back and I mean, this isn't normal life. If normal life ever comes back, usually yeah. by like eight twenty, eight thirty, I'm back and I'm, I'm ready. And the first thing that I do, I don't look at, um, I don't look at my email. I don't look at, I don't even really look at texts. I mean, I kind of glance to see who's texting me because that's what, that's what would be my mother. Or once mm -hmm. my son's at college, that would be him. Like that's what would be something like that. Right. Um, but mostly I just, I don't really read them. I just glance at, because my phone is also my alarm clock. So I come back and I still don't look at my email and I really do go right in key. and usually, yeah. Yeah. So especially if I'm in mid draft, like I know what I'm doing. Um, I sit down and I, I work for like, I write for like, I set a timer for 55 minute intervals. And 55 is yours. 45 is mine. Yeah. Yeah. So 55 is mine. And I do two or three or maybe four, but that would be really hard. Yeah. I was doing five and six last week on a deadline and I had one 12 hour day, but I remembered that like two or three is so awesome. Like you get mm -hmm. so much done in two or three and you get diminishing returns at four or five or more yeah. than that. Yeah. yeah. That's so then do you take a break? Do you walk around? Do you? Yeah. Well, it, no, at the 55 minute, yeah, I usually get up and make a cup of coffee or it's not, yeah. it's not set for that. It's really because I can't focus for any longer than that. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, I get up and get a cup of coffee. I'll I make some breakfast when I'm ready to eat. I let the dog out. You know, and you were saying, and then I come back and I reset it. Oh, and when I after I set it, I take my little phone and I'm gonna just demonstrate. Don't worry, no phones will be harmed in this demonstration. I go like that. <laughs> People <laughs> who are not hashtag, watching this, she threw it yeah. away. I just that is a it. really good case. Yeah. <sighs> Well, no, I get it's carpeted and it's carpeted. Like, and I kind of threw it gently. So I'll toss it onto the sofa or over the coffee table onto the, like, I try to be gentle with it, That's but it has to be, idea. it has to be gone. It's funny because I won't flake off into email in my laptop. Yeah. Mostly unless I'm having a really terrible time and all my notifications are off. Yep. Um, if I'm having a terrible term, I turn off the Wi-Fi, but the phone if it's sitting here, I mean, I just find myself I'm like, wait, why do I have this in my hand? Yeah. How did that happen? I didn't and I would that say up. that the majority of my life, it is within reach. Yeah. You know, yeah. and we don't think about that. I just loved just seeing you throw it. Everybody yeah. wish, if you're not watching it on video, you should come <laughs> to the video and watch it. She just threw it. That was like a, a huge light bulb went on in my brain because honestly, yeah. when I, I can't walk have away, it by me. And if I walk away from my phone, like often I'll leave it in the kitchen. If I looked at it at lunch or whatever, and I don't notice, I don't have it for three or four hours. Yeah. I just, I'm just doing my stuff. And then I go, where is my phone? But if it's nearby, you're checking it all the time. Yeah. 
That's yeah. good. Okay. And you said um, before we got on the air that you don't usually work at your desk. You're working downstairs where people can come in and bother you. Yeah, now they can. So normally, you know, in normal times, yeah. they're uh, not at home and no one is at home, but now there are five other humans in my house. Actually, right now there are nine other humans in my house because we have achieved the enormous COVID uh, victory of having guests. Oh, your bubble they had a has test. opened. Yes, yes. yes. They, they, they took a test and they got in their car and they drove here. And that's they, wonderful. Gonna, these are some of our very best family friends. So I'm delighted. I'm thrilled beyond be so nice. that they are here. Although the truth is that I thought they were coming tonight. And so yesterday at five, when they were like, we'll be here in half an hour. I was like, oh, <laughs> of course you will. I'll go <laughs> fix a bed. Some food. <laughs> yes. That's exactly, because in my mind, I was going to do all that today. Like uh, that's, I was going to get things ready and I was going to go to the grocery store. I was going to wash sheets and make children clean bathrooms and all those things. We did those things really, really quickly. And the truth is that that's what would have happened anyway. It would have gotten to like six o'clock and I would have been like, oh my God, they're going to be here any minute. And now it's done. It's taken care of. Oh, that's wonderful. Oh, I'm jealous about having Casca. So it must be really, really nice. It feels so human and they're like our best friends and we can talk and Mm. and oh it just it feels almost normal it's wonderful oh that's so good that's so good I'm so happy happy to hear that you are having that um what is your what is your biggest challenge when it comes to writing uh so my among my biggest challenge I think probably my biggest challenge in fiction is making my characters do the stupid thing like, I really oh. have a tendency to be like, but she's a really smart person. She'd probably just go to the other human that she's having trouble with and say, hey, I, I think we should talk this through. <laughs> so I have to like really set out for, okay, like what is it, would be the worst possible decision this person could make in this situation? We're going to do that. And then like, give her and the why. real and why. reasons. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. And totally. And why. But, but yeah. So making making the bad things happen and then another bad thing and then and making sure that they happen because my character is screwing up not just because the the bad things are raining down but because they are making bad choices for was in the, their minds excellent reasons that was the hardest thing for me to learn for a number of books it's really just, hard yeah yeah um jenny i think has some kind of tool of like backwards, like because of this, this happened or something. I keep. Yeah, to, she's got this whole yeah. inside out line the inside thing. Out. You have to That's have it. yes, you have to have a because at the end of every one. But even she was sometimes let you slide by with a you know because there was a really bad thunderstorm, and I'm like, and I'll I get now I know to like go back and be like, no, no, because my character left all the windows of their car open yes. for the really bad thunderstorm because they were angry at their sister or whatever. Yeah, has to be all those things so that to me is the hardest thing and even like I'm so I just turned in a manuscript so now I'm like what's next you know like I'm I'm trying to pull together and and, and I'm trying to figure out like I kind of know who I'm going to write about and I kind of know what's going to happen and know what she wants and I know all these things but what I don't know is what does she do that like tips the roller coaster <gasps> I can't figure that out do you like this part while you're in this exploration I do, but I like even better the part where I know where I'm going and I have maybe even pre-written a little bit mm-hmm. and I'm just going to like dive in. I like, I like the best the part where there's going to be lots and lots of words. Yes. I, yes. 
the more words, the better. That's, yes. that's, uh, that's even if they're do. terrible words, yep. you know, they'll probably have all the right letters in them and I can. <laughs> that's a great way to say it. What is the biggest joy when it, that you have in writing? That part, that, that part, part. The, 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 the part where you've sort of pre-written and you, you know what, like, you know what this scene's going to be. And yet it's not boring because if it's boring, you should just don't write it and just like write two sentences and hopefully skip over it. And sometimes you can't do that, but um, yeah, so that part, that mm. part where you're like, I know where this is going and it's going to take a couple thousand words to get there, but I've got like these points that I'm going to hit during it, even in nonfiction, same thing. When I know where it's going, it's so, so much fun. Do you write yourself to where, know where you're going or do you know it ahead of time? Uh, in nonfiction, in essays, I tend to write myself to it and yeah, then I have too. to go back and rewrite it. Mm-hmm. Um, usually from the beginning and frequently while throwing aside everything that I have written, except maybe the last paragraph, uh, in fiction, no, because I will write 30,000 words that just like, especially if my characters start talking about food, it could be pages before we come back to, yeah. Yeah. So in fiction, I have found that I really need it. Sometimes I still write my way to it. Like Sometimes it doesn't go the way that I thought it would and I still have to, but, but I, it's better if I at least have some, and this, this manuscript that I just turned in, I didn't know what was going to go disastrously wrong. I did, I did start writing without knowing what was going to go disastrously wrong. And I may have to do that again. Cause I, not, not only have I not figured out the tipping point of the roller coaster, but I haven't figured out like the catastrophe at the end. Sometimes I write whole books without knowing that I have to, I have to get there. I prefer to know everything. I think you and I have a really similar system where we write ourselves to what we know in nonfiction, but we have to know a little bit more for fiction. But I I often have no idea what the, what the dark moment catastrophe is going to be. And I never know how they're going to fix it because I figure if I already know, then it's too easy. Yeah. know. Well, and I turned this manuscript in and I just realized, and I just was thinking about it and I'm like, you know, I don't think they fixed it themselves enough. I think I gotta uh, fix that. It's okay. I yeah, mean, I just yeah, yeah, it yeah. in. like it's it's, it's revisions just, will be coming. Yeah. yeah, revisions are on their way, but I, yeah. I already know that that's going to be like, uh, you know, people sailed in and told her what she needed to hear, and I need a little more of her. Yeah, fighting. Yeah. Oh, good, good. I love I love hearing that. Um, okay, so not Susan Wiggs. What is your best craft tip that you could share with us <laughs> i like to i like to dissect things Ooh, so, tell me more um so i will for example take a catherine center book because those are beautifully formed i, I have not read catherine her. center no. okay so she's got technique girls got game Ooh, do you and, have a particular one you'd recommend um i, I think I'll just look around. Looking around like they're yeah. here or whatever, but not the current one, but the one before, which I think was called what? No, I think the current one is what you wish for. And the one before that things you save in a fire. That Ooh, one, what a great title. A yeah. Yeah. So this, the first third of that book, like I've torn that apart to see like, why did I want to keep reading this so bad? Why did oh. this work so well? Like seriously to the, to the level of like, how many words were they, you know, how many paragraphs were spent in this backstory and how many paragraphs were spent here. Um, Super or, analytical. Or, yeah. Or I'll take a book and be like, okay, I really felt like the mother was an important part of this book. How many times did the mother actually appear? And sometimes the answer is like three. 
Yeah. So yeah. it just like I that stuff informs what I'm doing, and I with nonfiction it's even it's even easier. I mean, if I'm um, we're reading the same book, I can see it in the background. Which book? Um, I think that's is that the Vanishing Half? No. No. Okay. That's probably mine. That's that's that stolen thing. Sorry, that was distracting. <laughs> okay. Um, I forget where I was. Oh, uh, destructing. I was dissecting. Yeah, dissecting. I was dissecting nonfiction. It's even better for nonfiction. So, like, if I want, I, I don't do this as much anymore. But when I was really getting started as a freelancer, if I wanted to pitch a piece to a particular magazine, I would go and I would look at, okay, well, how do their pieces start, and how many people are get interviewed, and how long, and then how many, and and really make sure that what I pitched them fit um, what it was. Or if I wanted to write, like, even now, if I wanted to write an a persuasive essay for a particular newspaper about, I don't know, maybe like, maybe I want to write it about how, you know, you shouldn't eat um, factory farmed meat. So I might go and find a persuasive essay that they had published that was about how, uh, you know, um, vegetables are I, I'm, I'm yeah, blanking yeah. on my examples, but anyway, I would, t- and I would tear that up and figure out how many words and, and where the, like, where do they put the, the, the break, the line, you know, where do yeah. they put the thing that says why they're writing it? Where do they put what they said with the part that where they say why you should care that they're writing it in particular? Like, where is all that stuff? Um, I don't have to do that as much anymore because I've done so many essays now, but when I was getting started, I did that all the time. So I love to just tear stuff up and really look at the nitty gritty of what makes it work. I love that. And I wish I did that more. I have done it a lot in nonfiction, like you said, less so in fiction, just because a lot of times fiction seems so, so big and broad. And like, how did they do this? But I'm, I just started a collection of um, essays last night called Tomboy Land. Uh-huh. It was, it's from one of the Amazon imprints and it was one of their, you know, Kindle like Kindle first one so I grabbed Mm -hmm. it and it's so beautiful and I'm actually doing that because her essays are really long with a lot of multiple parts she's definitely like an an acolyte at the Rebecca Solnit altar right she's and I'm trying to learn to do that so I should should grab that because I've been trying to learn to make my essays less like here's 800 words for the New York Times here's 800 words for the Washington I mean I'm so I love that I can throw those around like that right uh, you know, what, what, what would I do if I was going to write for like, I don't know. I don't, long I don't form even know. or, yeah, yeah, long yeah. form or, or, or there's a Southern one that I really love. What would I, you know, what would, what would that look like? And it's so interesting because she writes these and then you're like, I don't think she's even on her point anymore. And then she brings it back around. So yeah, I'm de- I, I, I'm dissecting that the way that okay, you're good. saying. I should, so I should good. And more people should do this. That's such a, such a great tip. Um, what I'm, I have no idea how you're going to answer this. What thing in your life affects your writing in a surprising way? Oh, I was just thinking about this and now I forget what I thought of. Um, what did I think of? What thing in my life affects my writing in a surprising way? I think the best thing I thought of was almost the, that the things that don't affect it in the way ooh, that I thought I would. Ooh, um, yes, take like, us there. Like, because I was already in the book for when COVID hit, yeah. I was able to keep going. It didn't Me matter. Too. Like, because I think because I've been a professional you know, I've been making a living at this for 10 years and I did a lot of it on a, a, a daily multiple deadline schedule. Mm-hmm. If I know what I'm going to write, you, the, you know, things can fall down around me and I can still, if I have, if it has to get done, it's going to get done. 
So it's almost more, um, I wrote and I, the Chicken Sisters, I finished it during breast cancer treatment. Same thing. I knew what I was doing and it was, I mean, obviously I was okay and, yeah. and I was going to be okay and I didn't even have to have chemo and I still had my hair and it was all great. Um, except that it wasn't great, but it, wasn't great, it didn't, yeah. I, I guess I'm surprised by how little I, those things do throw me off my game. Whereas, let's see, what does throw me off my game? Yeah, what does throw you off? Yeah, a little stupid stuff. Like like the, those days where it's just like somebody asks you to do this and somebody asks you to do that and you get thrown off at the very beginning and then right when you're going to sit down. If I don't start, if I don't do the writing part first, I probably won't do it. Me too. Yeah. We are so alike in this. I can't recover from that. I can't then at noon go, okay, let's start my write my 8 a.m. writing now. I just it's yeah. just done. I mean, maybe if I'm on a terrible deadline yes. and yes. and especially if I knew, if I like planned for it, if I knew that I had, you know, I like I had to take a kid to the dentist. And so I've mentally gone at 11, we will start. Then I can probably pull it off. But if it if it just sort of doesn't happen. And mostly it just doesn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. I want to, this is so not on the topic at all, but I want, because you and I both have these aura rings now that track our sleep yes. and our movement. And I love them. Um, I love these things. So what, what exercise are you doing in the morning? Cause I've got to get better at doing exercise in the morning. Oh, I get up and I have a weightlifting machine kind of thing that my I was husband just thinking got. about this was getting into lunatic. weightlifting. Okay, so this is another lunatic purchase of tech variety, which he actually bought before COVID, but has been great for COVID. So it's this thing, it's called Tonal, T-O-N-A-L. And it's like, I don't know if you've seen The Mirror on Instagram, but it no. kind of looks like that. Okay, mm -hmm. so it's like, it's like, um, it's like a 18 inch by four foot thing that goes on the wall. And it's like, it's like six inches deep. And somehow through the power of magnets and technology, it can make things weigh a hundred pounds for each arm. You're kidding. Yeah. So, and then it has like little people, there's little people in it. <laughs> it has programs that were created, were created <laughs> by these, you know, so you play, you say, I want to gain, I want to build muscle and it'll give you a four week program. And, and, and it can tell, like if, if you're doing bicep curls and you're here and you're like, I can't do this anymore, it'll drop the weight. No way. Or it'll add to the weight. Do you I, love it? I, want I do. That. I do love this thing. I do love this thing. I have no idea how much it costs because I did not have anything to do with the purchasing <laughs> of it. That was my husband. The the gym is is his. Um, yeah. So you do that in the morning. So. Okay. So yeah. So I get up and I do that, or I run. Uh, I run a mile. <laughs> it's not very much. That's as far as I want to run. I don't like to run. I really hate running, but I can run a mile. So I run, yeah. Every other day I run a mile or I do the tonal. And some days I do both because my stupid ring has not accepted that I did enough. Stupid ring. I was on deadline this this week and the ring just kept telling me, you know, it says very polit politically, like, is it time to stretch your legs a bit? I'm like, no, screw off. I cannot get up. Or I'll be like, I need to get a car. You stop it. Yeah. Yeah. I can't figure out why it wants me to do what it wants me to do, but I'm willing to do it. So. I like it when it congratulates me that I did it. So nice. Okay. So tell us what the best book is that you've read recently and why did you love it? Oh man. Um, I'm torn between two. Ooh, so, tell us both. All right. So I just read the vanishing half, which is what oh, I thought right. was in the background uh -huh. there. Uh, Brit is the person's first name and I don't remember what her last name okay. is. Um, 
but it is the story of two twin sisters, identical twins. They start off in 1950s Louisiana. They run away from home for various and sundry, not particularly, just, they just do. Um, they're black girls, but they're very light skinned and one decides to pass. So she, mm. boom, she's gone. She's the vanished half. Like, cause she, oh. she doesn't keep in touch with anyone. Um, and this is then the story of, so it goes, it stretches not into present today, but into like 1970s, 1980s and sort of follows them both and, and their children and their mother. And it's that sounds um, fascinating. Really, really, really good. Like it's a just going to yeah. the top of my TBR pile. Yeah. It's, What's, it's a, it's worth the hardback price because and it is a high. That hardback, is it's, good to know. Yeah. It's, it's worth it. So that was, I loved that. And the other one was Rodham, Rodham. I don't, Hillary, you know, oh, Hillary, Hillary. Rodham, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hillary, yeah. Um, Curtis Sittenfeld's exploration of what if Hillary didn't read Bill or didn't marry Bill. It's so good. I, I didn't know that's what she was writing first, about. Okay. Such chutzpah. Right? And she's and so, I mean, such a great writer. And I mean, she there. There are sex scenes. Like she did not pull any punches. She's like in, I am in Hillary's head and I am going to do this thing. And it, oh, so as I read the first third, I almost felt like, I was like, I think I would like this better if it was all fiction. Like if it weren't, I was very dubious because I kind of kept going, well, did that really happen? How about that? Yeah, yeah. I didn't go look because I didn't want to. And I, so I threw it out there on, on Instagram and was like, okay, people, should I keep, I, I just get, keep getting really distracted by the, the truth. Yeah, the truth yeah. is very distracting. And everyone was like, no, 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 keep going, keep going. And they were so totally right. Because the minute she like doesn't marry Bill, the whole thing takes off and it's just this amazing alternative entertaining fiction that'll make you feel better about life except that it didn't really it's like the west yeah. wing in a book like yeah. a west wing episode in a book i love um, west wing yeah and it is super fun and i really i really enjoyed it and also i'm just so impressed because i mean balls out move Curtis. yes yeah and also balls out move for the publisher yes right? Yeah, I think that if um, if a man had written this and it were called McCain, it would be like winning the Pulitzer and things like that. It's uh, really that good, yeah. but because it's a woman and it's about a woman, you know, it's, you know. Yeah, it's by a woman. Yeah. stuff. Okay, thank you. Oh my gosh, I, I, both of these have just shut up. And I have to say that you are just as delightful as I thought you would be. It's and so you are great too. Great to talk to you. Have fun. <laughs> okay, so um, tell us now about you, where we can find you, what the the latest book is we should get from you or do you have a mailing list so that they can tell you can tell them when um the chicken sisters comes I out do. Too? i would love it if people got on my mailing list and the way to do that is actually to go to follow kj.com where you will find oh, a little good thing. Aren't url i know yeah um it, it's actually so you buy a nice url like that and then you just point it to your sign up yeah, page yeah. that you that's a good point you, know, you don't you don't have to make anything you just buy the url so yeah follow kj.com um my uh friend and co-host serena bowen says i absolutely one half hundred percent have to change the image on that page but i refuse to because i think it's really funny so i'll let <laughs> you wait to look at it <laughs> that. uh so that's a great way to get on my list and yeah i send like a an essay kind of like you an, an essay a riff on creative life and some pictures of my farm animals every it was theoretically it's every week but it's really not yeah it's, like <laughs> it's really been not lately couple of weeks when yeah. i do it. it'll probably start to be a, it'll probably be every week until my book comes out and then it'll flake off again and the other great place to find me is instagram i am at kjda kjda 
great. And also tell us a little bit about this writing podcast of yours um, oh, because we yeah. want to hear about it. So hashtag am writing. We're at episode 253. Dang. Yes, it is hosted by myself, uh, Jessica Leahy, who's a non best-selling nonfiction author of a book called The Gift of Failure. And our third co-host is Serena Bowen. She's got 30 odd romances, USA Today bestsellers. Um, every time she says 30 odd, I'm like, oh, that's such a softball. And I hit that out of the park. And we alternate between the three of us talking craft, uh, talking about why, how we're working, talking about why we can't work, or we just recorded an episode busting, busting writer myths. And then we do interviews, which we don't do all three of us because that would be insane. But we yeah. have really scored some amazing, we interviewed David Sedaris. Oh my Lord. He gave the flat out worst writing advice I have ever, ever heard. So I got to call him out on that and I... Uh, it's my claim to fame now. Do you want to David tell us Go sit we... down. Yes. He was, we said, we always like to have people tell how they got started, even if it's probably not super relevant to our readers yeah. or our listening. I always say readers, our listeners. And he said, well, you know, people knew I was writing little things, but I didn't make a big deal of it. You should never ask anyone to look at your work. Don't ask anyone for anything. And I was like, no, 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 wait, wait. That is so not how you do it. <laughs> really, I can't even just, even though you're David Sedaris, I can't let that stand. He was like, yeah, and then I think Ira Glass had me at a party and he asked me to read my thing. And I'm like, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> you are that, not typical, David yeah, Sedaris. You are not, not typical. not advice we are going to let stand for our listeners. You must ask people for what you want. I would be nowhere if I couldn't do that. Literally uh, nowhere. I would have had. I'm going to sit no here career. and wait for people to find my <laughs> for Ira Glass the New York. <laughs> the New Yorker called. You know, um, they haven't actually called me yet, and I've been like, yeah, I've been out there. So anyway. I wait to listen to that interview too. And we've had Jennifer Weiner, Celeste Headley, oh, wow. um, Richard Russo, Alan Alda. Oh but honestly, goodness. the the good people, like the best episodes, are yeah. the ones where you're like, oh, I've never heard of that person. I know because that person is you know, busting their butt freelancing or that person's got a debut novel that just came out and they're going to talk about how they got that novel, you know, out there. there so I, we, I love said. the famous guests they're, they're They, and they give us a lot of street cred, but really the best episodes are the ones where you're like, I don't, I don't know, but it sounds like a good topic. That's exactly right. Because I think there's the rest of us who are really busting our ass to, to get put food on the table and make yeah. the money. We're the ones who still have to think really hard about the craft. I can imagine that if I had millions in the bank from writing, I might not think too hard about the craft anymore. <laughs> or even if I, I just like I would, was at that point but, where like, yes. Yeah. But even if I was, so I just read Jennifer Weiner's latest book, which is Big Summer. I haven't read it's it yet. Really, it's really, oh, good. really good. It's good, really, good. really entertaining. But so I didn't do anything more than look at the, like the first line of the flap copy is like, you know, uh, a girl, uh, over overweight girl goes to be bridesmaid at her famous rich college or high school friends, uh, wedding on Cape Cod and things happen. And I was like, okay, so sign me Jennifer up. Weiner, yes. That's fine. Yes. I'm, I'm in for all of those yes. things. It's going to have food. It's going to have, it's going to yep. be funny. And you look at the cover and it's like women's commercial fiction, right? It's got yeah, a girl yeah. and a pet. It's a mystery. What? It's a total flat out 100% all in genre mystery, right down to amateur sleuths with a blackboard listening clues. But because she's Jennifer Weiner, Wiener, I think she can do yeah. that. And yes. I loved it. I mean, I loved every single bite of it, 
But it's, I was just, when I got to the part where like the, and if I had read all of the flap copy, I probably would have clued in that the something awful might be like murder. That is fascinating um, though. But, and it is not being marketed, you know, this is being marketed as straight up because she's Jennifer Weiner. And, and they have to market her and to her fans and they will all buy it. To her fans and they and will they'll all be like, buy oh, it this is fun. Will, yeah. No, I was not one bit disappointed by the discovery that I was going to be solving a, a murder with the, the, the chick and her it was all good it was all good I was to- totally there for it but I did just keep boggling because it's like man man she can just do the things right yeah. I love her I love I do her too. Oh. okay well thank you so so much for this You're interview this was you so, are so much fun a delight and it will be out very soon um as will your book be in a few months so everybody go sign up um follow kj.com if you want to be on that you. list all right my friend we'll talk soon thank you so much thank you bye Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of How Do You Write? You can reach me on Twitter, Rachel Heron, or at my website, rachelheron.com. You can also support me on Patreon and get essays on living your creative life for as little as a buck an essay at patreon.com slash Rachel, spelled R-A-C-H-A-E-L. And do sign up for my free weekly newsletter of encouragement to writers at rachelheron.com slash write. Now go to your desk and create your own process. Get to writing, my friends. <laughs>